Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. Today's episode is a sponsored podcast. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading, and I'm joined on this podcast by Sean Obrey, the global head of sales and the family and IoT business unit at Avast. On this show, we'll discuss 5G, cybersecurity, and how service providers can make money on both. And we'll do all that right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Avast, global leaders in digital security for network operators. They can build a safer digital world for your customers and their families. Discover more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast, a special sponsored edition. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm the editor at Light Reading, and joining me today is Sean Obrey from Avast. And Sean has been our uh, in our previous sponsored podcast in April and May. We will flag those episodes in the show notes so you can go back and listen to those. Sean, how are you today? I'm doing great, Phil. It's good to be talking again. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for being a, a podcast sponsor and also uh, our, our uh, resident uh, uh, security expert. Uh, it's uh, hel- helpful on both ends. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Thanks. So today we'll be talking about 5G and security. Um, here at Light Reading, we're kind of examining all the different angles that 5G networks are um, having an effect and an influence on the global communications uh, market. And I guess one of the one of the questions that we sort of continue to go back to and and uh, and address is what 5G actually unlocks for both operators and for consumers, and and why they should maybe be paying attention if they haven't been to date. Um, from from your point of view, Sean, where where does where does 5G really make a difference and um, and and why should we be uh, looking forward to it? I think it's uh, on many fronts. Um, we've previously been talking about the speed that uh, the data speeds that will be able to be achieved by the the devices and mm-hmm. the security issues around that. Um, but it it will enable a lot more than that, especially from the operator's point of view, uh, uh, and across multiple market segments uh, from. Uh, being able for them to really, really sponsor the machine-to-machine type of communication that uh, different IoT services uh, will be using that will uh, then again start to uh, trickle into the consumer home, uh, being able Mm -hmm. to really uh, improve and enhance service to the different connected devices in the home. Um, Of course, everybody always wants that consistent always on, always um, available uh, network, and that's what it's going to do. But on that on that side, you start to seeing very interesting uses of the 5G network for applications like um, AR and VR applications. Uh, it'll re- really enhance those services into the home. Um, mm-hmm. It will also just be able to enhance mobile broadband um, outdoor out of the home too. So you're going to have that ubiquitous service to your different um, devices and applications uh, all through the day, all through the night, and it'll be very interesting for the consumer. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. I think I think that always on, uh, you know, 
high bandwidth connectivity is going to be a help to consumers. Um, in some ways, there doesn't seem to be a killer app or anything like that yet, but just having a more reliable, robust network uh, is a is a great place to start. Um, do you think this will become so widespread and so ubiquitous that it, you know, that it uh, is a competitor to Wi-Fi? And um, you know, do you think because you know consumers are finally getting more and more dependent on Wi-Fi? Do you think that they'll be in competition or sort of live uh, cohabitate for a long time? Oh, I think they're going to cohabitate in the midterm. Um, I think it's the idea of the network operator that they would not uh, consumers would not need to hop onto Wi-Fi uh, fairly soon. Um, but I think that that's going to actually be driven um, mostly by the consumers' um, access plans to the 5G connectivity. Will they um, be able to um, have the plans that allow them to want to stay on the 5G network the whole time? You know, especially the younger generation, they'll probably be very conscious of trying to save on their 5G connections in the short run. So I think it's going to be really driven um, by the economics of the different operators. Um, different access plans uh, in the short run and longer run, I think, then the 5G will take over I, I, because the network will be everywhere. Uh, it will be cheap enough. And I think that the Wi-Fi uh, at a certain point in time uh, will only be used, I would say, for coverage spots uh, inside buildings, et cetera, that might be different or difficult for uh, 5G antennas to be in there. So it's like the cost versus benefit uh, uh, and then, of course, the, the cost of the access packages. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I do think, especially at first, the cost is going to be uh, an, a limiter to what consumers will do on, on a 5G network. They may not want to roam all the time and leave it on all the time, even if the network's designed for that. Um, that brings up another issue, which is in your exp area of expertise, which is the security part. So how does an operator go about and, and, and I guess, how does a consumer as well, how do they go about protecting themselves since the reality of life, even when 5G starts rolling out, is that you're going to be doing a lot of what you do now, which is hopping from network to network everywhere you go? Yeah, so um, at Avast, we find this a, a very interesting interesting time for us. Um, we believe um, that as the networks become more software defined and you can virtualize the network functions and put them on the edge, we're able to offer the security experience uh, experience for the connected device uh, wherever they're at in, in the network. We just need to be able to identify the device, understand the traffic that's going through that device in the network core rather than on the device itself. And we can offer a lot of uh, interesting services that help operators move seamlessly from what they would currently have on a endpoint protection service or value-added service into a completely um, agent-free or application-free service delivered as part of the um, phone's own value proposition when you buy it from the from the store without having to turn anything on, download anything. You'll have a security layer, parental control layer, uh, privacy layers that we're able to add in as a virtual network function inside that software-defined network. So we're going to be able to protect more devices wherever they're at with uh, much easier user adoption, more interesting and delightful ways to report the, the usage and, um, and manage 
your online experience through those types of services. Mm, it sounds uh, it sounds like you're kind of ready for this. How how exactly does on the consumer side, you know, like d- does the consumer need to be aware of this, uh, you know, security risk of going between, you know, a 5G and a Wi-Fi network? Um, and and if so, you know, do they just rely on their operator to protect them? Do they have to take steps? Yeah. So currently they do. They need to have something on the device, the endpoint, to be able to protect it. But uh, if they go into a Wi-Fi network, um, there are ways that we'll be able to identify that that device still and maintain that security policy or um, access and, con- and content control policies onto those devices. Uh, we'll be showcasing this at the at the 5G um, big 5G event. Um, as you and you're right, we are thinking about it and doing something about it now. We're actually in the midst of a few POCs with a few um, 5G network operators to be able to um, show them exactly what that experience will be like uh, ubiquitously across the networks. Oh, that's great. And does that, does, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away if you're, if, if you're needing to hang on to it, but does that uh, security solution that crosses over networks, is that done some, is that something that's happening on the operator side or is that something that's happening at a vast and it's simply, uh, you know, kind of reaching out to you know from the device side so it's it's definitely within the network operators um uh, core network near the edge uh, mm-hmm. in connection with our cloud um today we can put applications on the device and put uh, router-based solutions in a network operators uh, um, in their network to be able to do this uh, exact solution in the future, there will, we'll just need to identify the devices that the consumer wants to have protected with via an operator's uh, access plan. And as soon as those uh, devices connect to that operator's network, we'll be able to just protect them from the edge of the, the uh, virtual network function. Well, that's interesting. So it's so if, if operators buy into this, then even as the security landscape gets more complex, the users will be protected from more and more in terms of having to know about it, make decisions about it, or, or in general, just worry about it, right? Correct. And it's not just their smart devices that will scale up to all their connected devices. Oh, that's fantastic. How does an operator monetize that kind of capability inside of, of, of their network? I mean, it's very much modeled currently like how they're selling their value-added services now. So mm-hmm. you'll get a device from them or you'll buy an access plan from them uh, for a device and you'll be able to say they'll be able to offer you this solution immediately uh, upon that uh, device touching the network as part of any kind of uh, plan that uh, that you would have. Um, obviously, that will be able to support many different types of business models. So anything from, uh, you know, portions of that solution being given away as table stakes and or then upsell to premium services. So we expect the same kind of rich um, solution offering and uh, I would say also a rich competition among the operators to, to get the right um, key product mix for their customers as they adopt more and more uh, of the uh, plans that go along with their 5G devices. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as a consumer, is that, that competition because, you know, uh, of late they've started doing things like bundling content and, um, you know, talking up their their availability their network availability and reliability and speeds and stuff like that but 
Um, I certainly, I'm sure you agree with this. I certainly think security as a, as part of that premium bundle would definitely make a difference in the, you know, in my perception of the overall offer, I guess. Yeah. I've always believed that the operator has the best connection to the end user, the best connection via smart home, and they need to be able to capitalize on it as much as possible. Um, they have the best support apparatuses for consumers to be able to um, be served with any kind of solution that they would want in their networks. They're the guys that answer the phone, and uh, that's why we partner with them. It's, it's always been a very uh, synergetic relationship. That sounds great. And uh, if you're uh, listening to this, please do go check out Avast at the uh, the big 5G event. They'll have, uh, like Sean was saying, they'll have uh, information about their latest offer and also just, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you you have speakers at the event as well or, or some I've sort already, of representation. Yeah, I've already uh, taped my panel event, but you can question me live at the event and looking forward to it. Fantastic. All right, Sean Obrey, thanks again for being on the uh, Light Reading Podcast and for sponsoring this month. It's always a pleasure, Phil. Please take care and uh, hope to virtually meet you at the Big 5G event. I will be there. Excellent. That is it. That's our show. Thanks to Sean Obrey at Avast for his time and insights today. Thanks to Avast, of course, for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks to our production team, Tian Fu and Pierre Landrio. Uh, if they weren't doing what they do, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. <laughs> um, thank you, dear listener, uh, for paying attention, for subscribing, and for telling your friends about the Light Reading Podcast. Thanks to Avast for their sponsorship this week. Avast's award-winning security solutions make it easy for your customers to stay safe online, no matter how many devices they use. Learn more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot partners.